What's going on, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls? Welcome to another episode of... Well, I hope there's not too many boys and girls. We do kind of swear a little bit. <laughs> another episode of Off the Dome Radio. My name is Colin Slager. Along with me, Tim Allersmeyer. Tim, good morning. How you doing today? Blessed, man. Blessed to see another day. Ooh, I like that. Good Gla- answer. Glad we made it in today. Yeah, same. Good answer. On uh, today's episode, we talk... Uh, Talk a little bit about Christmas. Uh, we hope everyone had a really good Christmas uh, holiday season. Um, so we, we do a little Christmas rundown, and then we talk about improving uh, the days of others on a daily basis, even when it's difficult to do so. Just having that, that good attitude, uh, even if you're having a bad day, focus on um, focusing on somebody else for that day. As hard as it may be, you know, you want to sulk in your own stuff. Try to improve someone else's day and focus on that rather than your own, and you might notice that you even feel a little bit better. Uh, Tim, what else we get into? Yeah, we uh, we love talking about emotional intelligence on this show. Uh, we get into that today from an internal standpoint. We talk about four things that you can do to increase your emotional intelligence, whether it's self-regulation, self-management, and things that you can do to put yourself in the right state of mind when you're going into that important meeting, that important presentation, different things that you can do to frame your mind in a positive way um, and being aware of your emotions and what they mean. Uh, We also end the show on the topic of mentorship. We talk about what being a mentor really means, um, your role as a mentor, as well as the right things to look for when you're going and seeking out a mentor and the steps to do that. A very, uh, very good topic. We talk a little bit about John Wooden's mentor book and um, get into that. And I think you guys are going to get a lot of good stuff from this episode. I'm excited for you to listen. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. As always, we appreciate your time, your ear, uh, and giving us a a chance to hopefully improve some aspect of your everyday life. Uh, So here we are, and I hope you guys enjoy. Hope you guys are excited for another episode of Off the Dome Radio. My name is Colin Slager, along with me, Tim Allersmeyer. We are always pumped to to hope to provide more value and uh, in areas of our everyday lives as a goal and mission of this podcast. Tim, how you been feeling? Good, man. Got a lot of inspiration heading into tonight's recording session. We got a, a lot of good things lined up to talk about today. I'm excited to get into it. Yeah, you feeling good? Mm-hmm. Hey, you, you brought a couple of these uh, these blue moons here. I really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Brought a little gift for both of us. Mm. Yeah, you know, it goes down like water. You know? We're never going to get drunk on this podcast, but eh, I wouldn't say never. <laughs> See, a little more creative juices come through and we got a little blue moon in our hand. Hey, why not? For sure. So how, uh, how was your Christmas? It was amazing, man. Being around family always puts me in a really happy mood. Yeah. And I almost feel that happiness elevate even the week heading up to a weekend where I'm going to see my family. It's oh, something yeah. I always look forward to. My, my nephew and niece, they're, they're growing up by the day. My, uh, my nephew, he's starting his, his basketball league in, in January, so we, we practice some basketball. Is that the uh, one you were on, mean to on your Instagram? Yeah. Dick. Crossed him up. You're a dick. Crossed him up. He wasn't ready. How old is he? He's four. <laughs> You're such a dick. Hey, I'm just happy that he's at that time in his life when he start starting basketball and understand I'm the difference all between games. getting crossed. Yeah. I felt bad about it for about two seconds. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't see much. I didn't see much remorse on your face. Yeah. Get better, D. <laughs> No, nah, but it was good. It was it was good to see my mom. She, she just moved into her new house, so she was excited to to, to host the family and good food. Yeah. I liked your article about holiday eating. Appreciate that. Yeah, it was, it was simple and sweet to the point, and it wasn't trying to hammer people on 
you know, don't enjoy yourself right. and like, oh, you're going to be so far behind. Like, no. Like, if you've been behind all year, yeah, you're going to be behind. If you've been on your shit, like, enjoy yourself a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, don't stuff your face with nothing but cookies, but like, eat, I, hang out with family. Like, like your, your soul happiness is still good for your overall health. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not saying go always eat like that all the time. Like, oh, yeah. Slake said I can make my soul happy, so I'm going to eat this. Like, no. Like, but how you're talking, like, yes, like, good times with family. Like, I, I was so pumped to see my, my parents, my brother. Um, we even FaceTimed my, my grandma in Florida. Like, it was just, like, it's fun to be with everybody. And that helps for your overall happiness. Enjoying the food that you have with those people is, is beneficial for your overall happiness, you right. know. And it's... It's not like you can't enjoy yourselves. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah, that's basically summed up the article. There. Right. That's pretty much what it was. And, you know, if you've been on your game, you've been really doing pretty well, like, you're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. So don't, don't freak out. Don't watch the scale. I definitely had more than one homemade cookie, though. That's for damn sure. Oh, I had a stupid amount of baked goods. Yeah. Big time. I have zero remorse. None. Mm-hmm. Not a one. Good. You should. Yeah. Although my mom did make uh, brisket. Mm. Oh, God. Like, if you ever have to use a knife for brisket, it's not done right. It's incredible. That's it is incredible. Good. I was like, Ma, you know, I'll come home, like, not just once a year for this brisket. Like, if you make this brisket, I will come home more than just, like, this. Even though I go home, like, right. more than that. But she's like, you'd come home if I just made this? I was like, hell Yeah. yeah. I was like, you make this brisket, you let me know. Give me a week in advance, you let me know you're going to make brisket. Right. Done. You got leftovers, right? Oh, hell yeah. Dude, that, that is the other, one of my favorite things about holidays is the leftovers. Oh. The, the, the lunch and dinner for the next five days, you're set. Yes. Yeah. Although we it's did eat a lot of almost better the second it. time. Almost. Yeah. Almost. Although this uh, soup she does, uh, it is like really, really good mm-hmm. the second day. Like we always say it might be better the second day. Uh, but we use like dumplings and stuff. Like she does homemade dumplings and oh, crazy. Crazy. Holidays are good. Yeah, I'm glad you had a good Christmas. You get a uh, get any dope shit? I didn't ask for anything big. I was close is what I pretty much asked for. I always need a new update to the wardrobe. And right. I don't. I don't take time to go shop for clothes myself that much. Maybe when I'm on Amazon here and there, but. Christmas is, when I, Christmas is when I really re-up on the clothes, for yeah, sure. Good. But, Solid. Solid. Yeah. It's good, man. Yeah, it's always... Uh, I love Christmas season. Like, it's crazy fucking time, but I like Christmas a lot. Mm. It's a good time. I just I love hearing everyone's life updates. Yeah. Yeah, we, uh, we also watched Die Hard a couple times. Classic Christmas movie. Um, hope everyone watched Die Hard. Trying to think what else. Oh, Home Alone. Had to watch Home Alone. National Lampoon. Christmas Vacation. Classic. Classic. Always is. I have a movie quote problem, but so I I'm not. I'm do. not gonna get. <laughs> fuck off. You're a walking IMDb.com. <laughs> I don't know about all that, but I just know the lines. Um. So you man, I uh, got back to work today. First day back. Got to be honest, the scrubs felt good. Good. You know, smell of rehab in the morning. <laughs> but uh, sure, it's a good one. 
Yeah, inter- interesting first day too, and uh, kind of been a, a theme. I feel like the last month or so, where well, I wouldn't say just the last month. Like, there's a lot of times where people share with me a lot more than just like their physical ailments. And yes, I love being able to help people get out of pain, whether it's any type of manual work, any type of just of movement and exercise. I can be like, oh wow, like yeah, I don't feel that when I do that. Um, but like today, someone was like, hey, at the end of our end of our session, uh, the patient was like, hey, thanks for the pep talk. We high fived on our way. She felt better leaving, and it's just like after things those types of situations is when I'm like, okay, I know for a fact that I am here to help and serve others, even if it's doing small stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And yes, I can help them out of pain, but when those outside things that are really bothering them, when they leave our office feeling better about that stuff, I get jacked up. Like Like the the stuff outside of personal, like... Movement. Outside of like their physical pain, yeah, everything that goes along with it in their daily life. Yes, when the, when the they pain, the pain could take away from. Yes, yeah. when when they talk about other things that are bothering them, and like we get to that personal level, because there are people that I I'm close with, you know. Mm-hmm. When they leave like feeling better about the other stuff too, right. that's when I'm like, okay, now there's a different reason why I know a lot of people are coming to us. And I'm not saying no one else is able to do that, but that's like, that gets me excited when I know we can help people on that level. And then I thought to myself, wow, if, if I were in, or able to help someone just feel a little bit better, just like one person a day, even if I have a bad day, we're all gonna have bad days. But if I can help, someone just feel better in their day a little bit like that I will feel good about that selfishly mm-hmm. even though like my mission is to okay now help them because they need something too if I'm having a bad day and I'm not doing much for myself I might as well do something for somebody else mm-hmm. kind of like saying a basketball game if your shot is off you get more rebounds you get more assists you do something else mm-hmm. and it's it's I'm not saying I do that because I'm really bad at that. But it was a thought I had today of like a, a goal or, or a different standard perhaps just to, especially when you're in like those super irritable stages and you don't know how to get out of it. All right, if you're not doing much for yourself, you just got to ride it out for a little bit. What do you mean by irritable stages? So say you're just like you're frustrated by something. and, and Something at work. Like yeah. Something's dragging on at work. Could Whatever. Be, could be anything. And and it just carries with you and it lingers and it's someone does the smallest thing, the slightest cut off on the road. Someone says the smallest thing or, or doesn't do something, and you just you light them up. And so, not that I've I've been in that stage, but I kind of compared it to all right. If I was in that place, if I'm just got to ride that out for a bit, what if I just focus on doing something for someone else for that day, and didn't focus on my shit. Mm-hmm. So, I like that. I had a lot of thoughts in a very short amount of time. <laughs> no, that's good. It, and but it, it was some, like different. Some, sometimes you need, like when you take a break, when you take a break from work. Don't smack the mic. Sometimes when you take a break from work, you kind of come back, even if it's like a few days off, you come back with a fresh perspective. It sounds like you kind of 
had that coming back from Christmas break. And Might have been that realization you had today. It's good. I mean, that's why that's, that that's that's why vacations or breaks or even a mental break from work is good. You can kind of reflect and come back with something like that. I'm, I'm glad to, glad to hear that you're you're approaching it that way, and everyone comes in with trying, yeah. trying. Right. I'm not, I'm not yet. It, well, it was a, a light bulb today, so we'll we'll see. And how coming, well I coming in practice. here on this coming here on this podcast, talking about it, that kind of gets your thoughts out out into the open, and you can kind of sure. reflect and take. Yeah. I mean, I find myself doing that when I talk on the podcast about my job. Yeah. It kind of brings some things to light, and it's kind of why we started this park podcast. We get our thoughts out, and absolutely, hopefully, change people's lives in the process. That's our right. goal. Hope. But yeah, so I just wanted to share that. Didn't mean to super rant, but oh, you're it, good. it was uh, yeah an interesting f- feel and, and interaction uh, day today. Good. So, in, in, in all the good ways, like man, I love my patients. Mm-hmm. They're all the bomb. Good. Provide value. Trying. So what else do you want to get into today, man? Oh, one thing because uh, we were talking about it the other day. It was something I said like I I think I need to have. And I need to somehow prioritize that in my my schedule as well. And is having like uh, some type of like mentor. Because throughout everything, well not everything, but most of what I read or listen to, at, at some point within that book or that podcast, uh, they talk about mentorship at some point. And it's just mm. something I haven't had and no you've had mentors I don't know if you do currently still but oh I yeah and, and like we were talking about it made me think like man I don't I don't have a mentor or anything and I think that would be good even if it was someone who did what we're doing here or some type of physical therapist or another doctor or something I don't know but I need some type of mentor somewhere even if even if, if they do even, a completely different uh, trade than than I'm experienced in, just someone that can mentor me in even overall life. Bro, you can find yeah. mentors anywhere. You you can you can you don't, you may not even have to know the mentor. John Wooden in his book he talks about mentorship. Abraham Lincoln was a mentor to John Wooden. People who you don't even know can be mentors to you. But the traditional mentor that would would when it comes to mind of a typical person, a mentor, you'd think, oh, I have a personal relationship with them. And that's usually the case, and those are the best types of mentors. But you can also have mentors that you may not even know. Like, we all look up to a musical artist. We all look up to athletes. Those the things that they can do can mentor us, and we can spot things that deliver inspiration to us. That's, that's another definition of a mentor. I learned that from Damn. John. I've learned that from John Wood's book. And I'm going to get into that later. I haven't read his book. I have, I have a copy of my bookshelf at home. I'll definitely give it to you. Nice. It's a nice one. I need to finish a few books I'm in. But, no. but I, I didn't mean to cut you off. Keep. No, you're good. It's just I, I like that because I – What types of things do you look for in a mentor? What, what do you want – because that's the first question. i got to be honest. I've never really looked into a serious mentor. I mean mm-hmm. when we were in school, Delt had that one program that – I met with the guy once and oh the the Butler College mentor yeah and or yeah whatever it was like Delt had it or something and it goes from the fact that you're I mean you're but, assigned mentors but sometimes yeah. you got to go seek out a mentor on your end yourself it's yeah like he he was a cool dude he was nice I just didn't really click with him but 
I would want someone who... It would be nice to have someone who is well-versed in one of the areas that I'm working in currently, but if not, like, that's fine. But someone who I can really click with, they understand uh, me as a person, how I kind of operate. Not saying they have to be exactly the same, but they just, they know how I tick and have experienced life in some different ways that can better advise me even if it's a mindset thing or an attitude thing and how those affect a lot of other stuff mm. even something like that to where they just get it right not someone that's like preaching this or that it's just they understand it because they've been there done that gone through it and got past it and the thing I know it's very vague no that's that's good and when when people go out and seek mentors, you don't have. It's not required that you go up to to somebody like, "Hey, can you be my mentor?" It's that question can come up sometimes, but the forming of that relationship happens when you approach someone you admire, someone you trust, someone who's accomplished something that is very similar to what you want to accomplish. Whether it's in your field, uh, whether that's just something in life that they've accomplished, that even something outside your field, and that that begins with. Ask, asking them a quite like a deep question about how they got to where they're at and you never know what that one question could lead to that single conversation leads to at that present moment when you asked it like hey you want to get lunch sometime it's things like that like and you'll find that when you approach someone like that they can teach you stuff but you may be able to teach them stuff in the process of them talking to you and some people like that aspect of, of teaching other people like people love to be teachers so it's always good to, to go out there and reach out to someone and the crazy and awesome thing about mentoring is mentoring can be any action that inspires someone else. Like you may be a mentor for someone else that you don't even know you're a mentor to, but someone looks up to you. That's mm. what mentorship is. Mm. It's, not a, it's not one of those things where like, oh, I got to go out. I got I to gotta seek a mentor. I got to get one here and there. It's, it's a gradual process that, that happens naturally. But I mean, sometimes it does take that straightforward question like, hey, like, I really admire what you do. And I, I definitely want to pick your brain and, and learn from you because I respect the way you've, you've developed in your position. And they're going to respect that. And it's a conversation you can have. And mental relationships don't happen one single way. It can happen in any way possible. And like I said before, it can be personal through work. It can be someone you look up to. Like I look up to Victor Oladipo as a leader. I would call him a mentor of mine because of the way he approaches team basketball. Just an example. Right on. But, yeah, no, like can, can you think of – I mean, can you think of anybody, like athletes, someone you fought, like even like I don't a, know, both you, the docs I work with. Yeah, like you listen to podcasts too. I, I bet there's a lot of podcasts like yeah. you. you I guess up like to, so like drama. Yeah, I do like dramas podcast. Uh, both the docs I look up to them. Mm-hmm. Looked up to my brother, like my parents. Obviously, they're hustlers, man. Right. Uh, and I don't know celebrities or athletes. I, I don't really. No, no, many that I would consider that personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I just don't watch or pay attention enough, mm-hmm. which, which that very well could be the case. Right. I mean, uh, if, if you're not looking into it. Right. But but those people off the bat are some. I mean, I had some teachers in high school that I looked up to as well. Mm-hmm. That I just we had a better connection than I did with other people. So, I mean, if you put it like that, I guess I have had quite a few mentors. Yeah. Cause but I guess I was thinking. My issue was, I guess I was thinking too superficial about it. Yeah, but 
I mean, the fact that you are aware of you wanting, because it sounds like you, I mean, there's different types of mentors. There's a professional mentor, there's a life mentor. It sounds like someone like your doc at work would be a professional mentor, right? Someone you look up to. I, I would. Because they're in the same field as you. Yes. And, you know, sometimes they do help with like, like real life stuff. Uh-huh. So I'd say they're a mix of both. Yeah. And I also think having someone that is outside that circle, whether I know them or not, that is really good teacher and, and guide mm-hmm. to kind of be a mentor as well. Yeah. Just because I think more, the more I can learn from someone and who's gone through it can take me through the ropes a little bit. And like I'm all about learning on our own. Like we're learning a lot on our own now. I'm all about learning, failing, trying it myself. But having someone there that can give the gentle push when you need it also isn't a bad person to have in your corner either, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I agree. 100%. So I think soon I need to be more active in finding someone like that. So when you say be more active, what does that look like? For someone who's out there trying to find a mentor, what does being more active about it mean? Talk to more people. Talk, yeah. Ask that extra question. Ask ask that extra question. Yeah. You can, hell, you can find a mentor on LinkedIn. They, LinkedIn, speaking of that, LinkedIn added that as a feature to its program. You obviously got the premium thing you can buy, but... For those people who use LinkedIn for free, they added that feature in there where, right. hey, do you want to be, do you want to have mentor suggestions come up on your, your timeline? Because that was one thing that came up one time. It said, hey, like, enter some areas of life where you want mentorship in. LinkedIn asked me that one time. I don't know if it's asked it for you yet, but sometimes you'll get, like, suggestions from people who may not be in your initial network or people who are already in your initial network. The fact that things like LinkedIn are realizing how important mentorship is, it's interesting. guess I should update my LinkedIn. <laughs> Someone's not spending enough time on LinkedIn now. No, I just, I just, I too just busy found, working on all the other shit. I just found that interesting, but yeah, no, I, I, I know I underutilize LinkedIn, like I know I do, and I just haven't prioritized it ahead of everything else. I see, I see LinkedIn as a personal web page. I mean, we have our, our podcast website, but yeah, I need to really update it. LinkedIn is a reflection of your, your business self. I saw a funny meme the other day. It said Instagram me versus LinkedIn me. The Instagram me was like some like picture of someone like red face at a party or something, some ratchet picture. And then the LinkedIn yeah. is someone like that they're looking like an angel. I just thought it was a funny meme, a side by side. How different what you post on LinkedIn Tie, is. Tie, you're buttoned up and shit. And you're it's all so funny. Classy and yeah. Isn't it amazing what social media platforms, the type of personality it brings out in each of us? I'm also still amazed at, yes, I'm also still amazed at what some people our age still put on their social media. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like... It's an expression of yourself. People express in different ways. But I'm thinking Ratchet in terms way. of professionally, just like keep some shit to yourself. We don't want to see that. Like, we don't want to see that. No one wants to see that. But, yeah, I guess it depends on what your objective is. I don't know. But I, I mean, you and I, we're just trying to use it for more, yeah, some personal, but more business use, really. But I still consume a little too much, I think. Mm-hmm. 
I was bad the other morning. I caught myself checking when I was at home, caught myself checking my phone and my social media and like texts too early in the morning. Mm. Shouldn't have done it. I definitely, I definitely need to work on that. And I was like, ah, damn it. Talk about this on the show. I can't be doing it. And I thought about it. So, but I was like, ah, nuts. Caught myself. Dude, I, uh, I also really liked our talk with Dave. Episode two with Dave Dunham. Our second round. Uh, we talked a lot about, I'm not going to do any spoilers here, but if you haven't, I think you should check it out. Shameless plug. Dave Dunham part two. But we talked a lot about empathy and, and more getting on common ground with people and emotional intelligence. And afterwards, you and I were kind of recapping and how that was such a major role, yes, in that episode, but when we think about it, being on that common ground, whether it's in your work or someone you're in an argument with or you're straight up trying to negotiate, you need to find that common ground. And it's just so useful for everything. And then I know coming in here, I told you to hold because you talked about emotional intelligence. And so I wanted to revisit that before we forgot. I know it's only been one beer, but before we forget, I want, I want to hear what, you, what your thoughts were on emotional intelligence because I know you said you had some, some things that you had to say. Yeah. But I wanted you to save it. Right. And emotional intelligence is something we can all work on every day. And I've said it before. There, I think there's two, two components to emotional intelligence. There's one hand, the external emotional intelligence, where you work on reading other people, relating to other people, understanding other people's emotions, connecting with someone on an emotional level, reading body language. That's external, but then you have the other side of it, the internal, knowing your own emotions, knowing how to self-regulate your emotions, knowing how to manage your emotions, knowing how to define your emotions and figure out what they mean because there's a lot of times where we may feel emotions that we may not know what they mean, but it's something that we ourselves have to train ourselves to, to know why am I feeling this emotion? What can I do with that emotion? If it's a negative emotion, how can I turn that negative emotion into something positive? How can I turn that positive, emo positive emotion into something where I can spread to someone else and use it to my advantage? And that's, that's one of the things that you can do to raise your own emotional intelligence is practicing labeling and monitoring your emotions. Like, when you, when you go through a typical day, we feel emotions, but sometimes we don't really stop and ask ourselves why we're feeling them in the first place. So be more cognizant of that. Um, trying to name an example. A lot of us see other people succeeding, and we're happy for those people, but once or twice, I myself have felt a sense of jealousy when I see someone else doing it. Like, I respect the way they've done it, but we as humans, we're flawed. We, we, have, we have things like that, and I may see something like, oh, I really want that, and I, and I, I feel that jealousy kick in. And I have to tell myself, oh, I feel this jealousy emotion. This is a negative emotion. How can I turn this jealousy into something that can make me as a better person? Like, I'm jealous of that person because I want to achieve that. I need to train myself to understand that and use that jealousy emotion. Hey, I need to work harder. I need to help other people. I'm glad you just went there. 
Because so, I was about to say it because I've had the same thought. Right. Because. Sorry to cut you off. Keep we're going. Not, no, you're good. No. We're, I mean, we're not perfect. That's just, that's just one of the things. Is jealousy, like, jealousy is an example of negative emotion. I mean, and it's okay to feel that. Like, kick yourself, but at the same time, you can do two things with that negative emotion. I can take that jealousy and I can go talk shit about that person. I can let that jealousy emotion impact my relationship with that person. That's where the bad comes in. Or I can take that jealousy emotion and be like, hey, I'm feeling this because I want to achieve that. I'm going to use that for my own self, but when I go and approach that other person, I want to make sure that I'm genuinely happy for them because I am still genuinely happy for them, but I still want what they have. That's where character builds. Right. And getting to there where they're at in your own way that helps build yourself up and build other people up in the same place and doing it for the right reasons. Because you can look up to someone and be like, oh, I respect how they got there. But use that as inspiration instead of jealousy and let it. That's one of the things you can do, I feel like, from a self-regulation standpoint with emotions. I like that. I'm all about that, especially the, especially the, uh, the, the work harder. Like, I'm not there. I want that. Doesn't mean you deserve that. Mm-hmm. You need to earn that. Exactly. So I like that a lot. Because, like, everyone's had that. Mm-hmm. It's like, ah, man, I wish I was there. All right. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. And easier said than done, you know. It, it, it's, it's easy to say, oh, just go do it. Like, you have to get, get yourself motivated. Especially if, if it's after a long day of work. It's hard to do things for yourself after you start, after you do a whole day of work for somebody else. You know, but mm-hmm. baby step it. Right. I like that. Just work harder. Mm-hmm. There's a, that reminds me. Have you ever heard of Cam Haynes? Cameron Haynes? Oh, is that the, the hunter who came on Joe Rogan's podcast? Yeah, yeah, same guy. So I follow him, and he has this thing called Keep Hammering. That's kind of his, his mantra. Keep Hammering? Yeah, but he also... Uh, I think it was him started like no one cares work harder that was like his thing and started doing shirts and stuff and I'm like, right man You're right that's where the internal motivation comes into play not doing it for other people yeah. not doing it for your Instagram right doing it for yourself right and share both if you want to share all that on Instagram share both yeah that's part of it yeah. don't let that be your driving motivational factor though right I'm saying share when it sucks. Mm-hmm. But nice. What else you got? You said you had a few for me. Yep. Um, I, I touched on it before, but spotting your emotions in music, spotting your emotions in movies, spotting your emotions in people that you look up to that you may not know. And you can even spot your emotions in people you do know. But that's one thing that... One thing that I, an example of this is, I mean, I'm a big Logic fan, musical artist. He's, he's got the, the mantra, he always says, peace, love, positivity. But the positivity aspect, I identify with him. I'm not saying, I'm not com- comparing myself to Logic, but I do take emotions that he portrays in his music and kind of relate that to how I approach my daily life. Because yeah. I can tell with any person that's as popular as him, there's going to be negative things thrown at him, there's going to be positive thrown things thrown at them I can just tell that he he doesn't let the negative things impact the way he approaches approaches his life he's 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 overall a positive person and I kind of carry that into my daily life I identified with that there's so many things you can identify with I take that positivity and I, I 
it's worked for him. So and he's well. successful because of it. Right. Let's just take one small thing. You basically said you can freestyle better than Logic, but no big deal. We'll let it slide. <laughs> no comparison, Never. but you, you pretty much said that. Yeah. But no, and, and it's, it's good. It's, I'm sure there's a lot of things that people say in music, I mean, that you can identify with. That's just one of the other things. And I think one, one last thing that I want to hit on, though, is visualize yourself succeeding at something. I think people underestimate the power of visualization. And it's a huge component of internal emotional intelligence. And when I say visualize yourself succeeding, I'm telling take all, all five senses that you would feel in that future moment of yourself succeeding and duplicate those emotions in the present. So one thing that I like to do when I, when I talk about duplicating an emotion, like think about yourself succeeding, think about how you felt when you succeeded and duplicate that to the present moment. So, I mean, one thing that I could, like in sales, if I'm nervous about a presentation, I go back to another presentation that I did really well in and I duplicate the feeling that I felt in that presentation that I was killing and duplicate that emotion heading into this next presentation that I'm nervous about. That's what I talk about visualizing yourself succeeding. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. And I agree with you. Visualization is very under underappreciated, underutilized, and I think people just don't believe it works. I think there's a lot of people that still think it's just a bunch of bullshit. Mm -hmm. Oh, just because you picture that, like, whatever. I do it in the sauna all the time. That's yeah. why I do most of mine. And it's just, I remember it at my old job. I can't really, at where I work now, I'm, I'm with patients all day, but at one of my prior jobs, I would catch myself just thinking about where I really wanted to be, where I really wanted to be. And one of those visualizations was eventually flying to places to meet up with other, yes, business people, podcasters, but recording with high level people. Mm -hmm and learning from them. Yeah. But we're baby stepping it. Right. And here we are now. So we're starting. And if you don't think visualization works, that was way before we had any equipment, any content. Mm -hmm. And we've started. Yep. I'm not trying to toot our own horn. I'm just saying a, a self example of picturing something and now being on the road to get there. Mm -hmm. it's, it's gratifying. Right. And it's, it's pretty much daydreaming about what you really want to do. That's it. Call it that if you want. But that's visualizing you being in a place with your life as a whole of where you really want to be. And I visualize how I'm going to feel in those big interviews that we have in the future. And I put myself, because... That's an aspect I need to add. The feeling. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's part of it. It's part, and there's so many levels to visualization. Really immerse yourself in what you want to achieve. Yeah. Okay. Not just the visual. I'm going to add more pieces to it. For sure. It's going to get weird in the sauna. <laughs> no, one thing I also do, when I go back to 
duplicating feelings is when I'm trying to call, like I get, I get nervous a lot heading into big presentations. I mean, I see, I mean, going back to knowing feelings, I'm nervous because I'm excited and I want to do well. Right. I accept the emotion. But then I think back to a time when I was completely stress-free. Stress Go back to a time when I didn't feel any negative emotions or nervousness come into play. You know where that is? That's the basketball court. I was about to say it. <laughs> There's nothing better than I how an empty gym feels. And I, when I'm there shooting in the empty gym, I just I take in all the emotions I'm feeling. Like I'm not, I'm not thinking about anything else. I'm thinking about stress relief, the ball going in the hoop, and it makes me feel good. Like every part of my body feels good when I shoot the hoop. But when I'm going to a presentation and I feel nervous, I duplicate that feeling that I felt when I was in that gym. And it's kind of shocking. It's kind of, it's almost creepy how my emotions change just by thinking about what I felt in that moment before. And that can be with anything. Kind of makes you the professional in the room again. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm a professional basketball player, but well, I'm saying I visualize myself doing well and feeling good. use it for business. Exactly. Right. Right then. All right. I'm the professional now. I'm back. Like, I am the boss. I need their business, but I'm the boss. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Fuck yeah. I, I need to... Need to change up my visualization game. It sounds like. Right. Thanks well, what, for thanks are, for learning uh, me some things. Yeah. When are, when are you most stress free? Probably in the gym, right? I do love the gym. I love training. Mm-hmm. Like. This morning, you know, it's six in the morning. Oh, it's fantastic! And a lot of people are still off work this week. It's Christmas week. Extra empty. And it's just. I have my phone for my music. And. When I finish my workout and hit the sauna, I change to a podcast. And it's just that whole process to me. When I can really just take my time and, and do my full workout, be slow, very methodical, not have any conversations going. I don't care about social media. You know, unless there's some emergency, you don't need to get a hold of me. That's, that's my time. Because I have very little time in every day where it's just me by myself. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that in a bad way, but for me personally, how I continue to operate, I need that solo time. And that is where I get that. I'm not worried about rehab. I'm not worried about digital. I'm not worried about podcast. But then I go on the sauna and I listen to podcasts and then I visualize a bunch mm-hmm. of... But you know what I'm saying like when I'm moving the weights and thinking about how I'm moving and really connecting with how I'm feeling when I move what I'm feeling when I move and that to me is just I don't have to worry about stuff there might be other people in there but I'm by myself just me so it's amazing how such a small time period of our day can contribute to such a big component of our happiness the 80-20 rule Got to deposit into the bank. Can't draw from an empty bank account. Right. Got to make deposits. And I'm bad about making enough, but got to make deposits. Mm-hmm. So basketball court, that's your deposit. Yeah. I got to get it. But if, a lot of us need more. Right. Find those, I mean, like, for people who are going through days where they feel like they're unhappy the entire day, it's ama- it's amazing what just budgeting time even like five to ten minutes of doing something that you absolutely love how that can 
overall impact your entire day. Even if you only do that for like 10 minutes, that could be, re that could be reading, that could be working out, that could be any, like find anything that brings you happiness. Go learn something you enjoy learning about. If, you work, if you're in a job that you don't enjoy a lot, go find something you learn about, you love to learn about, go learn about it. You'll, ama it, you'll be amazed at what you could, that could do to your overall happiness. That just reminded me, another thing that happened today which was super awesome, I had one patient who just got the call about getting hired for a new job right before she walked in to the appointment. Talk about a spring in your step. And she was so hyped up and she was not having some certain pains and it was just all good things. And I was just super jacked up. I was like, let's go. We high-fived. I asked her what her new gig was. She told me she was super hyped about it and just making that change. And seeing that, how much happiness that brought. And then we got on the brief topic of it almost feels weird at a certain point. If you've been in this position, if you, whatever job you have, if you love it, get paid well, you support yourself, whatever. Awesome. But like for those that are just like, man, I wake up and I'm already miserable. Like sometimes after I left my old job, it was almost weird not feeling that and had to get used to that, which is bad to say. But if you're waking up and it's already, man, I'm already miserable. I don't want to go to this job. I want to call in sick every single day can't keep living that way you gotta start baby stepping it yeah or find something it you may not be able to leave your job right away but find something small within your job yeah that is gonna bring you happiness like there were days at work where they were not enjoyable but one like you said one small conversation with someone that's a positive one how, what that could do to the overall impact of your day my mom told me this when when i was really struggling at my old job she goes focus on how you can help one person that day mm-hmm let that be the focus, not right. how angry you are, not how pissed off you are because someone didn't do this or did this or said that. Like, just, like, just focus on somebody else. Right. Positively. That can, like, mean, that can mean absolutely anything. That can mean... It's so hard, too. Sending, I tell you, that is so hard. Sending a text to someone saying that you respect them and love them and appreciate what they're doing. Just a random text to someone. Yeah. If you work, if you work a job that... You're, you don't like, and, and you take like a couple minutes out of your day to do that for someone, how good is that going to make you feel? I, I think that can overshadow some, some stuff. Or bring a friend uh, at yours a uh, cup of coffee. Yeah. But when you're in that place, that, that spot where you wake up miserable, it's hard to, to switch to that. It takes a while. Like it's, it's tough. Mm -hmm. Got to go to work as a human being, though. Truth. Aubrey Marcus. Facts. Yeah. Find those pockets of peace. Pockets of peace every day. Tim, I, uh, I think I'm, I'm ready to wrap this bad bitch up, if you are, sir. Unless you have anything else to add. I think I'm, I think I like that. I greatly enjoyed our conversation, man. I loved I, it. I hope you guys can find some things from this, because raise your emotional intelligence. Because I, I think raising your emotional intelligence automatically increases your value as a human being. Think about that. And that's something small you can do every day. It's not, you're not, you don't have to jump over the mountain in one day. 
emotional intelligence, mental health, things like that, it's baby steps, baby steps. One small thing that can get you closer. Awesome. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Appreciate your time. Appreciate uh, you giving us uh, a listen, giving us a shot. Uh, We hope you enjoyed it. Tim, anything else? That's good. Until next time, talk to you guys soon.